Last time on Oppressed by Sun, our heroes finally made it to the Grove of the Stone Giant, only to learn that the grove had been poisoned by Draroth's smoke, an addicting herb that opens a link to the demon, allowing him to infiltrate mines and control the majority of the city. Even Ertamid, the Stone Giant Immortal, who sits at the heart of the city, has not avoided this infection. They also learned that Moon Elves were in town, presenting a play at the downtown theater. As we start today's episode, our heroes hurry to meet Tord, the old hippie, boyfriend of Varian's mother, Drusilia, even as a servant of Draroth, bound to him by an amulet around his neck. Varian is determined to free himself, his mother, and this city from the demon's influence. Episode 17, An Undiplomatic Introduction. Before they leave the Grove of the Stone Giant to head to the hot and frothy where Tord and Drusilia, Varian's mother, are staying, Varian offers Ertamid a little aid. I have uh, a source of, of powerful magic. It might not cure you, but it could at least give you strength. I can give you a wash of its power. If you wish. I uh, kind of walk up to him and I put the vine staff down and, uh, yeah, just uh, pour the magic over him to... Uh, help tide over whatever's happened to the, uh, the torch. Yeah, so the staff, which for the last few times you tried to use it in Blighted Land, just sort of fizzled and died, and you sort of got a little disillusioned. Well, this time, when you give him this, this blast, uh, it immediately, like, all, a lot of those brown tips that you had seen all around you, those sort of fade, those, those sort of immediately flicker back to green, as they seem to blow out. Uh, and the leaves that, so some of the places where leaves had dropped, they now have sprouted fresh ones. Thank you. But this will not solve the long-term yeah, Of course. Do you all want to go find Tord first? Yeah, I would, dumb. Um, actually, I want to go toward that guy. Hot and the frothy. hot and frothy. <laughs> oh my god. I want to stay away from that joint. <laughs> um, oh, also, I'm gonna, I wanted to ask Ertmead if I could um, browse his garden of seeds uh, offering him. He says nothing, but you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna go collect whatever he's got, sample a few of each, and uh, put down a few of my own things for him that he doesn't have. Okay. Cool. Um, anything you put down grows. Immediately. You, you find all kinds of things. I mean, what are you looking for? There's like fruits and melons. He seems to feed the whole city from here. Um, yeah, I just want like two samples of each Fruits, uh, melons, uh, root vegetable, flowering sort of uh, berries and all kinds of things. If and when we ever get a base, we're gonna have such a nice day. Um, and you guys head over to the hot and frothy, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and Varian uh, walks in first. The doors are open. Uh, and there's a, there's a sizable crowd at the bar. Mm-hmm. Most of them are smoking, and the room is filled with smoke. In the biggest table, you see Tord sitting, sitting in the corner, facing the room. Uh, next to him is your mom. Throughout the room, the, the dwarves hustle to and fro. Some of them are drinking and, and shouting. Others are just sitting and smoking and chatting and playing games of cards and stuff. It's mostly dwarves, but there are also humans, uh, a few, and, and wood elves. All right. Oh, well, first I'm going to do a check around the room to see if anybody's... Uh... And shady or like. Well, you see Tord with his long gray hair, like slicked back, and his uh, and his sort of slouched thing on over the table, just sort of uh, puffing on a big old slip, so, like of uh, of something. Yeah, there's someone shady in this room. Um, and he's looking out over the room. You see a bartender. He's like, "New guys, what you drinking?" I got my bandana. Okay. Josh, like, All right. We're drinking the love of our friendship. 
Thank you, sir. I start playing my flute and we start hitting towards. Yeah. Um, Loving free here. Yeah, he I actually, you. if there's any, I play my flute. <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, kindness. All right, a little entertainment, and you can stay. All right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> So yeah, while she's playing, um, I'm like, uh, yeah, I make a beeline toward my mom. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, you're playing a flute in the background. A bunch of the uh, dwarves are clapping along. Crossing in front of you is a uh, is a wood elf. He sort of approaches uh, a table of drinking dwarves uh, who are who don't are not obviously smoking, and uh, offers one of them. He's like, uh, Ma- Master, Master, surely uh, you you've heard the good word of draw at he who guides us. And, uh, and and leads us on our spiritual journey and hands him uh, like a rolled cigarette. Mm-hmm. You want to be cool? Uh, the dwarf, the dwarf like snatches it from him and throws it uh, against the wall on the other side and says, get out of my face, asshole. The, the guy passes on and says, oh, you wouldn't want to say this too long and then continues walking away. Um, and the dwarf sort of snort as he walks off um, and then go back to their card game. In keeping with her oath of secrecy, Mumu has altered self to appear as a earth dwarf so she fits right in here i'm gonna try and talk to them so you just sit uh, walk over and sit down there's a fourth chair at their table you uh you walk up to the table and the one that spoke looks up at you and says not smoking are you shit hell no i just got here i didn't even know this shit existed it really stinks and uh they say yeah sit on down don't get mixed up with the rest of this bunch what is this they're pushing it on everybody now I haven't been here in a while. It, they've only been here three weeks, and they've already got the whole city smoking that garbage. Three weeks? Who's pushing it hardest? Who's head of this? His eyes flicker over to the long table that Varian is approaching. Fucking Shang Sun over there. Three weeks? You gotta be kidding me. Damn. A show, but he ain't no dumb hippie. Thought you dwarves were smarter than that. I mean, us dwarves. Us, us. Ah! Roll a deception check. (laughs) (laughs) Clandestine agent of perfection. Nice. Advantage. They don't don't seem to react to that. Anyway, uh, nice to meet you. Uh, Bye. They just sort of look at you like you're weird as you walk away, but don't really do anything. Master of deception. (laughs) (laughs) Varian and Kadeem, you stride up towards the table, and you see... You see Tord's eyes sort of fall on you as a smirk crosses his face as you approach. What's up, man? And he's smoking this huge roll, like rolled with like a big brown leaf sort of thing, and then it's just like a cloud of smoke around this table. Your mom hasn't noticed you yet. No, but you see, in your mom's hand is like a, a little cigarette. Okay, it's fucking on. Walk over, say, hi, mom, and uh, give her a peck on the cheek. She looks up like a little slowly, like you know, in a kind of an impaired way. Looks up at you. Oh, my baby boy! And she like jumps up to hug you. Tortoise is like looking over her, watching you as you look over her shoulder towards him. This with that half smirk. I give her a hug and then I uh, plug the uh, cigarette out of her hand, drop it on the ground, squish it with my heel. She looks up at you, all surprised. Says, "That's that's rude, son. We shouldn't just take things." Hey, this is evil. You, we need to talk. Pointing at Tori. Hey, Varian. Welcome, man. So good to see a friend and ally back in town. So cool, man. So cool. Did your uh, speech patterns change there a little bit, Tord? Maybe, uh... No, man. It's all cool, man. Ain't nothing to worry about here, man. <laughs> Got it all under control. Why don't you leave it's it up to me? It's a place, you know? Whether or not it's under control or worried about, Tord. 
We doing real good, man. Real good, you can see. Who's we? Come on, man. We all know you cool. Oh, you mean if I've been possessed by a monster who makes me scream things around people I don't know? I start stealthily backing away. <laughs> who threatens murder on me and my friends? You're backing away? You yeah. want to roll a stealth check? Yes, okay. I'm playing louder so that way no one else notices this fight. He just sort of sits there and he's sort of hunched over and he sort of looks up at you and he sort of wipes his long hair back out of his face and uh, sort of stands up. He's on sort of a platform a little bit. You could step up onto it. But he, he's already taller than you by a little bit, and now he's on this platform, so he looks down at you. You're not gonna, uh, tell me about, uh, how you poisoned this entire city triumphantly? Now go ahead, spin that to me. As armed guards begin to approach Varian, he turns and speaks to his mother. Is this how you think your, uh, boyfriend should treat your son? Uh, your mom sort of looks at you, and her eyes are a little bloodshot, looks over at the guards, but the guards are carrying, like, pitchers of beer now. They, uh, as they walk towards you, she's like, Oh, they're just bringing you beer, son. Go, have a drink. She just sort of waves for you to go away. Wait, they were carrying hammers, and now they're just carrying yeah. pictures of beer? It just looks like an illusion washed over. Same. No, I think, uh, I don't, I don't think I need a drink. In fact, I think I could use a breath of fresh air. Do you, uh, care to accompany me, mother? We have much to catch up on. She smiles at you. Of course, let's talk. And she like ropes her arm around you and sort of a little bit leans on you as, as, she, as she walks with you. Okay, yeah. Tor doesn't do anything. We're walking outside. Okay. Those uh, three guys sort of come stand near the door. I think your judgment is clouded right now. Uh, I think Tord has uh, poisoned you. You might not be able to see it, but you have to trust me. It's not a good... Uh, this herb is poisonous and evil. And, uh, you need to get away from him as soon as possible. She said she sniffs you. She says, you speak against him, but you have the same aura. I came here to scrub this aura off me. Hardly seems fair for you to judge him when you, uh, yourself, carry the same alliances. Alright, I want to say, uh, you know what? Fair enough. One second. And I go in, and, uh, I want to soak up some, uh, some of Jennifer's beautiful inspirational music. <laughs> So, okay. so he kind of like looks at me, and so I give yeah. him some inspiration. Okay. Alright. And Varian is very good and <laughs> very intellectual. <laughs> Alright. He and... loves his mom but kills his dad. It's so cool. <laughs> I like uh, pull my amulet off and uh, I break the connection. Oh shit. Holy shit. Wow. A whopping nine. You are big bound. You try to take it off. Fuses and sears into your chest. It fuses into your chest uh, with a, a, an acrid smoke drifting over your face as you are unable to even pull it away from your skin. One second, <laughs> go back in, <laughs> and uh -huh. I'm gonna get some more inspiration. Okay. From that inspiration. You're gonna song. be at disadvantage now, though. Uh, no, no, I got a plan for this too. Woo okay. You do me a favor. Use those uh, tricky knife skills and help cut this fucker out of my skin. Hmm. Absolutely. Outside here on the doorstep of a busy tavern? Yep, we're doing this right now. Uh, give you a little guidance so you can uh, excise it with surgical precision. Exercise it! And it'll be a dexterity check. 30. Suck it, Drorod. <laughs> Alright, with Lulu's cutting it, and you're breaking your spiritual bond with it, you're able to rip off the amulet and throw it on the ground. And I dispel magic on that piece of shit. Alright, roll. As you, as you tear it apart, you hear a voice in If you do not take me home, your mother will never be free. You do rip him off, and he's in your hand, and he's talking to you. I'll say, uh, that remains to be seen. 
But you're out of my head. You're no ally of mine. I may help you, but it won't because be because we're friends. Dispel magic. Yeah, so plus your wisdom. Yeah. So seventeen. Um, and the amulet goes dead. Just a regular shark teeth. Varian just in the street there throws it down. Uh, Mumu cuts open his chest and it's bleeding all over his armor. And he just throws the thing on the ground and throws a spell at it. And a regular little tooth, tink, 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 down some little uh, stairs into the street. After Varian's dramatic moment, where he sheds the specter of Draraw, but the hour is growing late, and the curtain will soon open on an important play being held downtown in the Grand Theater of the Dwarves. He and his mother have unfinished business. Unwilling to miss this event, Varian takes his mother along, and they head downtown toward the main Dwarven Theater in the center of the city. Because the play has not yet started, Mumu attempts to head backstage, where she is surprised to find that the Wood Elf doorman simply wave her in. Inside, she pauses to overhear a conversation. Uh, you hear them saying, I heard the great fear were back in lethal spear. And uh, and the other elf, you know, yeah, I heard that too. I heard they're, they're, they're starting stuff. Or they're kidnapping they're kidnapping important people. Um, and, they, and they sort of take on a conspiratorial tone as they whisper back in. Okay, I'll go in there. You do. They both look up startledly and, st- and rise. The wood elves all around you who are sort of servant class sort of like look startled all of a sudden as you appear out of nowhere. Don't seem to know how to react. And then one of them just sort of waves you in and says, really loudly so that the whole room can hear. Have you come to see Master Eldar? I just walk past him, into the room with the two moon elves. Hello there. Uh, have, have we met? No, not yet. And I wave the servants out. They are moving out. Meanwhile, an older male moon elf is coming in. Jennifer followed Mumu in there, by Okay, the way. so Jennifer, you also see this older, more distinguished-looking uh, moon elf enter. I'm in my master Eldar. May I pray? Ask, is this? I am Mumu. Are you of a clan, my lady? He sort of gives you a polite nod. The stars. The stars. Are they back so soon then? Lost, are we? As yes. The stars so often are. Indeed. Your tattoos begin to become visible. You've never seen the tattoos, Jennifer. They begin to show up, uh, move the edges of Mumu's armor. These, these uh, whole tattoos around her wrists, around her neck. Uh, every piece of skin that's exposed, except her face, has tattoos. Oh shit! I zapped them back. What are they written? Okay, in? you pull them back, and Master Eldar says, "Great fear, then." Hmm. So you're not a stars. Jennifer inserts from across the room. Uh, he he uh, he looks over at you. He says, "Um." I don't believe we've met, and he shakes your hand. Oh, good sir. My humble uh, appreciativeness. I, I, uh, <laughs> I hope to learn the craft one day as good as you. Eons of practice. Well, I'm only 22, <laughs> so I've got a few more years of practice ahead of me. Let's hope there are many eons ahead of you. Here's wishing. He sort of looks you, looks at you and he says, You know not what you are. Yeah, we, uh, someone accused... Our friend Jennifer here being a, uh, a Sun Elf spy, or associated with the Sun Elves. Can you tell us anything about that? Or... Uh, uh, one of the other Moon Elves that was in the room originally begins walking around you and casting a spell. You've seen this spell cast once before by Top of the Gnome, until you can feel that the Zone of Truth is activated around uh, Kadeem. Master Eldar says to you, Whose side are you on? We have actively fought against the Sun Elves for as long as I've been alive. Specifically... I believe because of the uh, tyranny they have on 
set onto this entire population and the withering death that has come to these lands from excess of sun. He strokes his beard. He looks at he looks at out the door where another moon elf is sort of waiting at. Looks at that other moon elf. I look at that other elf. Can I do an insight? Yes. You see him give a look to this our moon elf in the doorway. She leaves immediately and disappears uh, into one of the other rooms. After including Mumu in the circle of truth, Master Eldar turns and asks her a direct question. So why are you? Have a mission. He's waiting for the whole truth. To fight against the sun and monitor their agents. I do an insight check. Ooh, that's a good one. 21 insight check. That is not the whole story. That's not the whole story there, Moomoo. Why don't you start being honest with us? Yeah. The rest of your party. You know too much. <laughs> the moon elves look at you and say, Would you like some privacy, milady? Definitely. What? Step outside, please. <laughs> March outside. Yeah, guys, you get out of here. It's time for the girls. All to of you. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they were the spy stage. <laughs> they know I'm not a spy, look, is that the truth? You are both uh, sort of ushered out by the servant, okay. and the door is closed. The moon elf that, well, the, the female moon elf that I'm standing in the door, yeah. uh, is, you see her uh, inside another room. The door is now open where it was closed just a moment ago. Uh, but she is walking back and forth and casting her ritual. Can I walk over there? I'm just Me, standing outside the room watching. Yeah, you can, she's, she seems engulfed in a ritual and her servants are running in to bring her ingredients and stuff. There was a, a dwarven clock on the wall and you felt like you just noticed it move backward. Because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. ticking, it was ticking forward and then it ticked back for one notch and then two notches and then continued clicking forward. Interesting. As she continues to cast a spell. I keep a look at the clock and I see if her casting the spell causes that trick. Um, when she gets to that same point in the room, when she's sort of circling the room, when she gets back to that same point, this time you see just a three second little blip. And it continues to happen. I'm going to ask Jennifer time. Jennifer knows this. With the heads up, there's a ritual, there's like a pattern to it. You can tell when it's going to happen. And yes. Now, do I think it's some kind of time magic or can I tell what's it going on? It seems possible. It seems like she begins to move in slow mo, then slower, then she's not moving at all. So time is still caught like mid step. Is time still passing for us? It seems everything seems normal. But time is frozen. The, the older master, he, he walks up to you and lays his hand on your shoulder and says, You need not confide in us the secrets of the great fear. If you do not trust your allies, you have not fallen for this world. Heed my advice. I think you understand the dynamic. My question to you is do you have some help for me feeding the sun? Our friends, some of them, are collecting allies from every realm throughout the world. We believe this big way. Every realm, plant, such as by planting certain children of theirs there to grow up and learn the customs and make allies? Amongst them, that is one strategy. Hmm, interesting. It seems you seek passage to the drow land, the drow city. Oh, that might be helpful. Yeah. I know a guy who knows a guy. Having a charisma of seven can occasionally be disruptive to diplomatic outreach. Give me a fucking name. Before I stab you. Threats will not work on me, Great Fear, as our ancient accords do not allow internecine violence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Help me out. I will help you out. I have heard of you, the Chosen One. The one who, whose very presence here foretells the end of the reign of the sun. Name, please. High Priestess Valore. Like Ray of Frost him. That's a 21. And you hit him with Ray of Frost, roll damage. Two points of damage. <laughs> and he's slowed. Wipes his hand over himself, dispels the effect. You need a uh, dex save. 
as he, he points his finger at a blast of lightning. He blasts a blast of lightning at you and you just duck out of the way. And uh, immediately there are wizards, wands up all around you, like eight wizards, some of the wood elves. I kick in the door. Oh, you can't take a joke. <laughs> I doubled I over in laughter. <laughs> I hear wait, fucking, wait, wait, yes, wait, I hear wait, like, wait, you're like bang against the wall and then you're like, what? But you don't act as turn. I'm doubled over in laughter in the center of the room. <laughs> Just like rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> and then I kick in the door. All right, then the door <laughs> smashes open and all the ones turn on you. You need a deck save. The fuck? He sort of stands up straight and all of the guys around him who are holding wands sort of follow his lead as he just starts slow clapping. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole cloud, the whole clan just begins to join him and it's just a long slow clap for you. How, how thick is so the sarcasm? It's <laughs> thick. But you can smell it from through the draw on smoke on your side of town. Moo Moo, you learned how Let's go. Let's go. I don't like it. Shock the lightning bolt. I ain't got time for this shit. Out we go. After enduring another round of Moo Moo Diplomacy, the group settles in to watch the play entitled Origins, as performed by the Eldar Clan. A dramatic presentation by yours truly of that play will be presented in Special Episode 2, which should be coming out this week. The play tells us about the origins of Herrick Prime, the land where our heroes live, and a little about the history of this world. On our next regularly scheduled episode, our heroes will confront Tord head-on, hoping to break his grip on this town, free the citizens of Draroth's influence, and give Varian back the mother he knows and loves. As always, you can join us on PressBySun.com where we got maps, lore, and a whole lot more. Until next time, see ya!